hell? hell what? Yo, what? Yo, what? Yo, yo, what? Three, two. Three, <laughs> two. Say, three, two. Wag, wag my G. Microphone check. Welcome to Plot Shot Valor on episode 14. Blood fire. What? Blood fire. Yep. Blood fire. Blood fire. Yep. They noticed Johnny on the show. We ran out of budget. We couldn't afford sideshow anymore. <laughs> I knew you were going to make a joke about referencing it. Yeah, welcome to, welcome to Plot Shot episode 14. There's no, it is a funny story, though, and I'm going to tell it as to why Sideshow isn't here, actually. Um, yep. Josh originally orchestrated this episode to be recorded at 11 a.m. Wednesday. That's mm. uh, true. Yep, mm. he was the one yep. who organized this. He was the Thanks. man behind it, this whole decision-making. And then he realized uh, at 10 a.m. Wednesday that, oh, actually, he cannot record anything until 4 p.m. on Wednesdays because yep. it, his significant other always plays D&D on Wednesdays. He just seems it, to forget yeah. every week. It's not like they've been sitting in the apartment for six months now yeah. with her playing D&D at the same time every day, every Wednesday. So, so Josh uh, was just like, fuck it, I just won't be on the episode. But, but you know Josh, though. So, uh, jo Josh is the same person who says we need a schedule and then doesn't, and then, uh, and then he's like, let's just move all these episodes around. It's like, well, what happened to that schedule? It's like, yeah, well, we'll work on the schedule. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I haven't decided yet if I'm playing into this and I'm just going to be like, yeah, you know, well, I'm just filling in so I don't have any responsibility. Well, it could be Matt filling in or, or it could be me. It, it will just it be, be like, yeah, yeah I know everything. Like, I'm supposed to be here. Like, I don't know You're, what you're yeah, talking exactly. about. It should be a mainstay. Yeah, yeah, no. Johnny's always been here. He's about to talk about the, uh, the Valor and Junkenstein revenge event. <laughs> oh, I thought this was a Rocket League podcast. Oh, okay. Let's start with the big one. The big news that got released. Act 3 is out with patch 1.10. Boom, big changes coming through. You already know. Uh, mm. What are those big changes? Off the top of my head, I can only think of the Icebox map. What oh, else did they do with this? It's a new battle pass. Uh, the, the new changes to ranked with the amount of tiers you can skins. play with different people. Uh, and then uh, one of the cooler changes, which I actually put to use yesterday, uh, is the <laughs> server selection. Oh, yeah, it is. Actually, oh, yeah, yeah. Nice. unironically, yeah. great, great yeah. updates to the game, the server uh, selection. What about the skins, you, though? <laughs> when was the last... Can we talk about the skins? Uh, I can't... Uh, I, I've never... Maybe I've never played a game, but I can't really think of a game uh, that allows <laughs> you to never play the matchmaking game. server. <laughs> the matchmaking server uh, um, for the game. Uh, is it like is there not like you could you could always do that in other games in custom games right like private uh, games. Dota two uh, you can. Yeah, you can, Dota two you can. Semi, you can. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, Dota two you can. Yeah. Um, can't really think of anything else. These are some nice changes. I mean, I can't. The tripods in the way, but the the, the, the I think basically what have I, they done? The deathmatch changes actually yeah, uh, so, are so sick. Yeah, yeah the, the deathmatch so changes. Uh, yeah, the people on the Valor and Reddit don't have to read about the radar uh, deathmatch anymore. I, uh, I kinda, yeah, I haven't played it yet, but all the changes they've made for deathmatch look sick. It's like, yeah. like increase the amount of players, remove the radar, don't have to reload after every kill. Boom, perfect yeah. training round. Yeah, it's so good. Well, there's still footsteps, right? I mean, one of the biggest issues I had when playing deathmatch is that the footsteps just spoil when someone is about to run the corner. Mm. So you're always going to pre-aim regardless because you sort of know where the opponent is coming from rather than like reacting and flicking, you know? Yeah, but with That's more people in the it. server, I think it kind of fixes that problem to an extent. Yeah, you drown oh, I mean, right. at least, yeah. I, I don't know, I play an obscene amount of DM. I probably play more DM than the actual game. And I love, play I never played CSGO really in like actual yeah. matches, but I just played CSDM all the time. Oh yeah. And it's super fun because it's just 
chaos. Mm -hmm. And if they can get it to that point in Valorant, I think it'll just be more fun. <laughs> just immense chaos. Yeah, like it, 30 yeah. people in the server. Yeah. Just yeah. madness. That was a custom. That's what said it's right? best. Valorant yeah. Battle Royale. <laughs> 40 Valorant people in the Battle server. Royale. Battle Royale swing back into the mainstream uh, in five years. <laughs> yeah, and then they what? Uh, they almost double the XP, so people it gives people like a little bit more incentive oh, to play. Yeah. Oh wow. Yep. Well, there you go. Yeah, For all those people to farm is. battle passes, actually, there's a lot of people who do play Valorant. I don't know if they're, they're the, the kind the of demographic that watches our podcast, but there's a lot of people out there that do. They only care about the skins um, and the custom, like the fun <laughs> of the games. I gotta like, say, yeah, that's our audience. <laughs> the, yeah, yeah, it definitely team. is. Uh, the usually, so sometimes like battle passes, I always feel like the skins are more just kind of like, I don't want to call them like throwaway skins, but like that usually like you don't have like fantastic skins in the battle pass. Like usually like they come out and you're like, okay, cool, and then like two days later they put something in the shop which you're like, holy yeah. fuck, I have to have that. Uh, the skins in this battle pass are actually sick. Like they're yeah, actually they're nice. like uh, the the vandal one at the end, like the kind of pirate looking black and gold and red theme. The, like the, the knife is the coolest. Super thing, sick. Oh yeah, yeah. The, the level knife fifty the knife. Oh. It's like the karambit. They, yep. they've, can, can we got... pull? Can, can, can we can we pull these up? <laughs> Have you seen them? I yet? might respectfully. I did see them, yeah. and I don't remember. I I didn't. I wasn't impressed. I didn't see them. You weren't impressed? Ooh, no, you I didn't. didn't, I didn't, you didn't I like say, them? Ooh, I, I, eh. So this is the this is the, uh, this one one that, uh, this is the set. Yeah, that's the one you can. Right, I, mean, I invested in these hundred bones. That looks. Dude, that, I mean, look at the pretty, kill yeah, animation. Kill animation is pretty oh, sick. Wyatt, there's and I no like, way you can say that doesn't look crazy. No, I like the kill animation, and I like the I like when it's at that level. You like these? Yeah, I think these are sick. And then uh, plastic. Yeah, dude, look at that. That Can looks change sick. the color scheme? No. Uh, I don't think so. We're, oh. we're really stretching the meaning of the word sick to its limits. I think. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this might be sick in like the negative meaning of it. They don't look that bad. I, I, actually actually look, I didn't say they look bad. Sick? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> The sick? dragon skin is sick. Uh, they're all this. right. I, I think these really skins are dope. For I think they've pass? done a job yeah they've, they've I, mean, done I think they look quite nice i think they're pretty good would i run them they're pretty good i tell you I what i still all the time the thing maybe is, the never, vandal one the thing that annoys me is that they've released the singularity skins i'm never going to replace the oni skins because they're, they're <laughs> like you know what i mean i'm just never going to replace them they, they they just did a they did too good of a job with the oni skins i'm never going to replace <laughs> the ones that are on those guns um but the vandal is the slot i've got freed up at the moment i'm just yeah. running the uh the tron one from the first battle pass you know, we Where should you, just turn this entire podcast into two hours of us talking about skins. you get that goddamn right, dragon skins, vandal. Skins, I'm not getting the dragon dude. vandal. I'm not getting the dragon vandal. The dragon vandal. Dude, the dr dildo I, I have the dragon vandal, and it just, it, it's just ridiculous. It's so distracting on the screen. I mean, why? Yeah, like but it's it? great. I don't yeah, know why. I like it now. Yeah. No, I've switched my tune. <laughs> originally, custom to it. Yeah, no, because originally when they when they started releasing the skins, I'm like, where's the sense of aesthetic? <laughs> Where, where's the where's the common theme between these skins? They look like they're from different games, different universes. Nothing made sense. And it was driving me up the fucking wall. But then I switched my tune, and now I'm just relishing in the chaos. And I yeah. like that. Yeah. I enjoy that it makes... Or I'm trying to enjoy the fact that it makes your inner no Fortnite. sense. So yeah. I bought the Dragon Vandal. Just got your there head out of your ass. Yeah, Fortnite is not enjoying the game. There you go. He got his head out of no, his dude, ass. Dude, it's because I'm used to those Fortnite skins. Oh, uh, yeah. Like God tier yeah. Fortnite skins. Captain America. Yeah, um, Going on. And then, uh, 
Icebox. We played a bunch of it yesterday. Yeah, I mean, we're gonna get, uh, we've got that as a topic later, so we're not gonna talk about Icebox. Oh, okay. Uh, right now. Um, well, actually, I suppose it makes sense to talk well, about Icebox. There's not Icebox. any other. There's not any other like balance with this. Well, there is the the rank change, so you can only queue with people that are similar to your rank now. Three so, tiers I'm sorry, Matt, six. You're gonna have to solo from now on because Ma you're actually that means I can't play with you, Matt. Rank with you anymore. <laughs> Yeah, so what? sorry, no, you can't. It's, it's rank on rank right now. Actually, I think we are like think all exactly like three. I was what plat, and you were you're plat one, right? Yeah, yeah. I was uh, diamond two when I ended. We can't play together. Oh. Well, you know what? I'll I... just grind my way. But 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 yeah, surely you can because there won't actually be a visible rank right now, right? Oh, unrated. Yeah, yeah. I could probably unrated, play unrated. Yeah. No, I'm not saying unrated. Oh, sorry. I mean, you're I competitive. They, am I, just, am I wrong? I thought they reset the ranks for the act where yeah, you have did. to they do did. placements they did. again, they right? Did. They did. Yeah, you have to. So we would be again. able to play together, yeah, but only for yeah, three plays. games. Yeah, but maybe. then if you just if you just win them all, bang, 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 and then Matt's a fucking Matt's diamond three player. Radiant. I'm down there just fucking <laughs> playing with the team, dude. Just out there in the fucking gutter playing. Did they, with the why did they make this change then? Was it? I mean, I, people were complaining about uh, the rank discrepancy. It was primarily yeah. uh, immortals and stuff queuing with uh, I think platinum uh, players. Like if you're no, plat yeah. three, no. you can get into like immortal lobbies. I, I think it's more. Yeah. Go the right. thing is that what I noticed in my games is, I think. A lot of people were just complaining about it because it was such a massive discrepancy in terms of if you go from plat, uh, go from platinum games like sitting in diamond. Diamond's such a weird rank because you get a diamond average games, and it's like certain people are on the cusp of just getting into immortal. Certain people have just gotten up into diamond, and it's like a you can tell the kind of barrier of skill is like quite varied. But sometimes you get the into place. the plat games, and you are the highest average, and it is just fucking chaos. Like some people just don't have the fundamentals down, like certain fundamentals, mm -hmm. the idea of timing of, uh, of where people could be. Like they don't have some of the, some of the core concepts down, but then sometimes I get chucked into the immortal radiant games, which has happened a few times. And it's like, fucking, well, I'm just, I'm here to play support. Like I'm just hoping <laughs> I don't fuck up at this yeah. point, you know? Um, and, and I don't think it was the high ranks that people were complaining about that kind of stuff. Cause I saw all the time, the anecdotes, and this is where the, the majority of the player base is, is at like gold, but they were saying like, why am I getting into bronze lobbies as a gold player and stuff like that, right? Yes, really? you would end up, uh, well, even like plat could end up in like gold, like silver, like maybe. lower gold, like silver kind of lobbies, which was like insane. Yeah, and, there, and there is a huge skill discrepancy between uh, the ranked uh, tiers, like in, the, as much as people, if you're a high, if you're a high rated player, you don't notice it because everyone makes mistakes beneath you. But as you go up in the tiers, I mean, you can just see the way that the, the improvements are made. Yeah. So I hardly played in act one. I didn't play a ton. Act two, I played like an actual fuck ton of ranked. Mm. And I would say like West Coast, like 1 a.m., <laughs> like your, your, your plat gold games were just, it was a fiesta. Mm -hmm. I mean... You would you would get into games. Nobody's got a mic. Uh, sometimes you know you have a, a silver three change, on your the team. Way. The other t the other team's got like a, like a, a plat the, two. And the like higher you get, that doesn't like, change. Like <laughs> I genuinely, I yeah, when hopefully. those those radiant games that I was telling you about, I was yeah, like, yeah. okay, I'll play the support role for once. I normally like play rays or like the fraggers, but I'm like, mm -hmm. oh, I'm in a, I'm in an immortal three radiant game as a diamond three player. So I'm like, okay, <laughs> I'll just I'll fucking swallow my ego and play like uh, cipher or omen or some shit, like whatever whatever we need at the end no yep. one fucking speaks a word no one's uttering yeah. a word it's uh, just silent inting on every section of the map I'm like this had to this was supposed to stop in plat what the fuck are yeah. you guys doing how are you here 
Uh, well, that's that's why they made the other cha- uh, change, though, right? Where it's you can uh, only you kill can only... two. No, no, no. That uh, no. once you get into a mortal, you have to win a game. Oh, yes. To rank it up. Wins, so now yeah. people are gonna have to communicate. Yep. yep. Yeah. It's like uh, right. games, baby. Less less of the performance based yeah. uh, elo that you gain. Yeah. Which yeah. is yeah. actually a great too, which is good. I yeah. do. Yeah. Sometimes I think it's a little punishing uh, for. I guess like uh sometimes it does feel like really punishing like when you when you have a team that doesn't talk and you're such like a far behind in terms of like uh, a skill variance I guess in the the last seasons uh, and then you just lose a game that you you knew going in pretty much you have no chance and then you just lose a fuck ton like you're ready the, the way I look at it though is that I mean we're really getting into the psychology of ranked here but yeah <laughs> the oh, way yes, I, not a lot of topics today yeah I mean there are a lot of topics and we're going to get into them but the 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 way I look at it is that as long as I do my best and not tilt which is rare um <laughs> the, as long as I do my best statistically speaking they have a higher chance of having five tilts than we do if I stay PMA you know what I mean I, define what tilting means to you cuz I'm curious cuz w- when I play with I t- you I, t- I, I, I I'm like Brent is kind of tilting but then but then you maintain the fact that you're not what no actually when I solo queue I tilt a lot when I play with you guys I don't tilt that much okay so uh why and Johnny I have a question for you when you're playing <laughs> with the teammate right uh, and let's say they're playing, I don't know, like race uh, for argument's sake, right? Don't pull this uh, clip up, Kurt. Uh, not this one. <laughs> Kurt, not this clip, one. please. What do um, we have here? Look at your face. <laughs> not not <laughs> this clip, please, Kurt. No. <laughs> Kurt, please. Yeah. Yeah. This is why they made the change in uh, diamond ranks. And yeah, there it is. Uh, that uh, was, so uh, wow. Those are some, there, there those are some pucks we were playing that we're wasn't playing. ranked. No, that, that was just uh, messing around on Icebox. Um, Josh is, like, trying to call a strategy. Like, you know, he, he lays it out to the team. Yeah. You know, he's this uh, big-brained in-game leader. Bren just unmutes his mic and goes, yeah, I'm just going to double satchel A and go in. Round starts. I mean, that's that's not me tilting. Down. That is literally then, me. The, you, you actually don't understand. You're a fucking you never, you goal never, player. You never even listen to Josh. You don't listen to the, the leader. You just Josh you just... is never the leader. Josh tilts more than me. Josh goes silent. At least I'm making plays. The only thing yeah, I you require need to make of you around the shot calling too. You know, you can't he... just have sideshow call stuff and people just like follow his lead. You know, like morons. You need listen. to make some plays sometimes. And Bren actually takes charge. You know. See, I'll follow Josh like uh, because I think he's dumb and I know what we're gonna do is dumb. But I think it's funny, so I'll just. But follow. that's just. I mean, he's a higher behavior. rank than you, Matt. Huh? <laughs> You, you, you're the one with the ego problem here. This is what we've no, established. No, no, that's true. I, 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 I listen all the time. Uh, we're moving on from this topic. Let's talk about <laughs> something else. Uh, we, can talk, we can talk about Icebox. If that, is that okay, Kurt? Can we shift the topic? Go up? for it. All right, let's talk about Icebox then because we got a, we got opportunities we to play, as you saw from the clips. Um, Icebox on the table. First impressions. We'll go around in a circle here. What, what do we all think about this one then? Starting with you, Matt. Uh, I like the map. It plays way different than any of the other ones. It seems really large uh, in terms that, like, there's a ton of, like, open area by the B site. Uh, I think when we played it, uh, I don't know how it'll kind of play at the professional level. Uh, It seemed like it was a little bit easier on the attack because the defense had to play so split and spread out. Mm. Uh, that may have been because we were having Jaws play Viper. Uh, I, yeah, which, those games uh, you we cannot read into. I don't like, think Jaws was Viper. I don't think you can really take much from that. That's why I said we'd have to wait to see how it yeah. plays. Uh, 
but I think for their uh, first go after the initial set of maps, I think it's uh, a really good one. There's a lot of angles, uh, I guess, a little bit worried about that. But I think the uh, the way they've designed it, where like verticality is necessary, I think you can see kind of how they can use map design to affect agent picks down the line. Uh, you know, Omen's going to be good on this jet yeah, raise. Anybody who can access that high ground is going to be uh, going to be super important. So. Uh, I think it's a really good first step in terms of a map. Yeah, yeah I'm glad they're they're taking chances with these maps, especially early on in the game's life cycle. Because if we had just gotten more maps like Ascent or Bind in like a year or two, you would have been like, okay, you know, well, try something new for once. Mm -hmm. But they're already trying something new, which you can see with Icebox here in a map that is fairly vertical, has a lot of different angles. You also have the zip line, which is like... <laughs> Not super useful, but it's like a nice little addition, you know? Like, it's, it's a fun you, little mechanic, are you really right? Just, are you really hunting bad clips, Kurt? No, this is just gameplay. Like, oh, okay. seriously, I just clicked on your yeah, Okay, okay. <laughs> I, I generally thought Kurt was just on a mission to just ruin my credibility. <laughs> I'm so self-aware. I love it. So precious yeah. of the ego. Um, yeah, yeah but they're, they're, they're trying new stuff, right? And I think that's really important because let's say this map just goes to shit. It plays like awful at like a pro level. Let's say hypothetically that's the case, right? At least you've learned your lesson from this map now and you can apply it to the maps later Kurt, on. Can you back up the so this is like scoreboard real quick? This is like a way for them to really just make sure that maps later on are better because you're sort of like improving uh, dramatically by every map. So I like the chances, the risks that are taken with this map. I think it's interesting, uh, and I'm looking forward to see how it plays at a pro level. I don't even want to see where this clip goes. I really like the map, is my first impression, which is, yeah. which is interesting because I'm thinking back to my first impression with Split, and I didn't like the map, and I still don't like the map. And I think early impressions matter a lot in terms of the general feel of a, of a map. I don't know why I bought the Stinger and went to be here, the, the most open site <laughs> in the game. Um, but, yeah. The... I, I like it. Like, look at the verticality, uh, verticality here. That, like, you're able to just yeah. get everywhere if you're playing Jet or Omen or uh, even Rays. Like, it's a little bit more expensive if you're playing Rays. But yeah. it is a very, very fun uh, map to play. And I think it's so mm. different. It reminds me of Halo. Yeah, oh. a little bit. Do you guys uh, know I what think, I mean? Because of this. Yeah, I think, like, the snow and the crates are very, like, Halo-esque, yeah. right? Yeah. Well, I was thinking Call of Duty, so I mean, Halo is close. Uh, enough, it so. reminded me of the Call of Duty map Summit from uh, uh, Black Ops One. Well, I don't because know if there's you guys snow. That. Uh, it's like a snowy cliff, and then like one side is like open, and the other side is like an indoor warehouse. It's kind of like the same. Uh, this is obviously way bigger, but yeah, mm -hmm. it's. What do you think, Wyatt? Well, I actually. At first, I think when you first load into the map, it's fairly daunting yeah. in how open yeah. it is, its size. There's so much yeah. going on, seemingly. But at least for me, quickly when we were playing it, I realized how fairly straightforward it can be. Mm -hmm. Outside of mid having, I think mid is pretty interesting, the way it's set up with the boiler area and then also the tube and how quick you can rotate from B back to B to mid to A and, and back. It's such a fast rotation in mid. So it seems like mid control will be fairly important and it's also just an interesting area to uh, actually have to engage yeah. in. But then also, I just think it's a it's a cool... <laughs> oh, I remember that. that kill. Yeah. It's a uh, pretty well, cool, it uh, cool dynamic as far as uh, the difference between B and A. Like A yeah. just being an enclosed, yeah. claustrophobic area, mm -hmm. and then B is just wide open. It's, it's a pretty interesting map. And I, yeah, at first, kind of overwhelming. Um, 
it, it's obviously a lot more intricate than a map like Haven. Um, but I, I after like playing it. it, I actually liked it quite a bit. I, I think it's yeah. pretty interesting. I was worried at first going in as well. Like, damn, they really put in this much high ground. There are yeah. so many spots. Um, but actually, at least from, from the first games playing it for a day, uh, overall, I liked it. And I, I didn't the mind only... all the high ground. I thought it was pretty good where it was placed. It was interesting. Yeah, the I only thing I would say uh... is the... <laughs> Defense on A. <laughs> what are you saying, Miles? <laughs> I was going to say the defensive side on A. I think the the spawn wall is too far back. I think it needs to be. You need more space on the defensive side on A. Defensive side on A. Yeah, it's really the like if you look at uh, uh even from your VOD like that you have a lot of space to move up and uh, use mm. utility on B like how we were kind of playing with like Cipher and Killjoy on yeah. B. Yeah. Uh, if you look at the A site, the spawn wall is so far back that I I would can't... disagree. Okay. Um, of my times playing it on defense, there were times, and I I think it was a bug, but I was able to uh, to get on the left of where you're seeing here, that like where that zipline is. I was able to able to get right up close onto the wall um, by just like drifting over to it early. You can like there's a little ledge you can stand on, and you can timing people pretty easily, uh, which I think is kind of kind of broken. Um, the, the map itself, though, it plays... It's it's very large, it's very wide and open, and the verticality, I think, is going to turn so many players who came from CS off of it. Um, because <laughs> CS map design is, generally speaking, verticality is quite purposeful when it's included into a map. This, it feels very much just thrown in um, into a lot of areas. Like, you can, get, you can get on top of a lot of areas, which makes it a nightmare to clear, right? Yeah. But I think... Uh, I, it, it is a game when they said when uh, in the sort of they, they write a paragraph to detail what their vision was with a map mm. with every with every map release or agent release their kind of thought process mm. and it, they did say with with this in mind they had the idea that it is a, a map that tests your reflexes your aim and your mechanics mm. because you literally need to be ready to literally try and zip up your aim constantly yeah. or, or like just just snap your your aim vertically which yeah. is so unlike any other map but. I mean, I, you know, we, a lot of us come from arena shooters, that kind of background. Uh, like, Matt, I don't know. COD hasn't had that since it was like the jetpack shit, right? Yeah, that was, uh, that was like COD's kind of uh, foray into verticality. Let's just give everybody a jetpack. And the players and hated it. Kind of jump around. Uh, yeah, players, uh, for the most part, hated it. Uh, but mostly they hated it because of the movement, uh, not really, really like the actual... Uh, yeah, I mean, there was wall running for a bit. Uh, you could, yeah. like, you could uh, hit a button and just, like, dash it, like, t two to three times the player speed to the side. Uh, it was a little bit different than this. Mm -hmm. uh, okay. I think, too, they can affect uh, something that they haven't really kind of tapped into, but I think this map kind of does, is affecting... Uh, affecting gun balance without kind of changing numbers right like the longer sight lines and things like that like you can definitely play more into like the snipers more into the vandal at like longer range uh aspects without trying to yeah. go and change all the numbers on these i absolutely was favoring the vandal in the in the later games there's jaws's yeah. patented viper walls that were <laughs> fucking up every game that we played Ren would be like yo throw this wall down and jaws would be like okay and then he'd just like oh i fucked it up like he'd every round every single time <laughs> every yeah. round he fucked it up but Viper yeah. is such a fun hero. I, I need to defend Jaws here. I, I think Viper is a very like unique and exciting hero. And it just sucks because when you start playing Viper, 
your absolute ass until you've gone to Reddit for like a month. Oh, yeah, the, 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 the agent is also still <laughs> Yeah, the agent is still just kind of ass because the, unfortunately with It'll Viper, with Viper, Viper the seat. smokes are um, detrimental to your team. Like that's that, that's, that's a lot of the smokes. Like no, <laughs> with the with the walls and the smokes and various things that people are placing. I don't want to see this. Josh killed me here. Still one oh, around though. Um, the the. Because you're locking off line of sight. I mean, we can get into the Viper balance of things, but in general, I, I, I think we just want to conclude the thoughts of the map. I like it. I think it's a cool map. Um, it's the gimmick of the map. One of the things that we always bring up is how much the gimmick can affect the map design, right? Sure. And how it can sometimes overpower good map design by wanting them wanting to include the gimmicks. But the zipline is just an alternative to the rope climb and it's not even that big of a gimmick like it allows you a little bit more verticality on the a side if you're if you're playing that kind of bomb site but as far as i'm aware that's the only zip line on the map um other than the, the the lateral ropes that allow you to climb to the high ground and it doesn't overpower the map design the the the, the gimmick of the map design is honestly in the verticality of it and i yeah. quite like it um it's gonna make it a nightmare to play against maybe on my maybe my opinion will change as time goes on, but just, uh, you know. <laughs> yeah, this is some kind of the, custom game mode that brilliant. people have been playing. I wish there were more gimmicks in the game. Specifically yeah, useless gimmicks. Like, I would love more useless gimmicks just, like, to the side of a map where it's, like, it, it doesn't serve a positional purpose. It's just, like, fun random stuff. Because I think that's, like, when the fun really comes out in games like this. Because this is obviously just, like, yeah, we might see some super sick highlight on a zip line at some point in a tournament. But for the most part, it's, it's just so people can do this. Yeah, <laughs> you're probably... Yeah. Yeah. I don't I mean, think the, you're going to be using it that much. The only real use for it, I think, is if uh, you want to go for an aggressive push as a defender. Mm -hmm. Really aggressive. Yeah, I mean, well, you go really fast on the zip. You go fairly fast on the zip mm. line, even if you're uh, uh, holding shift, uh, like not making sound with it. So I could definitely see, like, if a defending team is uh, on an eco and they want to go for some kind of aggressive push, see if they can mm -hmm. catch someone out early on a. I could see the zip line being used for that. Um, but other than that, I mean. What are you gonna? I mean, if you're on attack, you'd have to know that the site is clear to even <laughs> yeah. do it. Yeah. I, Otherwise, I you're do, a madman. <laughs> I do wish they gave us a playlist that was uh, Icebox like 24/7 and put some oh, more XP yeah. in it uh, to to incentivize more people to test it and get sure. the bugs fixed faster. Because uh, it going in unrated uh, and just kind of stinks from the fact that. Everyone is queuing on rated to try and get icebox. If you don't get it, then you have to dodge. Then you wait three minutes. Like if they just gave a playlist that was strictly icebox and let you just queue up for that constantly, uh, gave some more XP, you would probably get uh, some of this stuff out a little bit faster. Yeah. Uh, sure. This is uh, this is what? Uh, this. I think this is just someone no clipping finding the secrets of the map. Is that a molecule? Um, I had an issue. Uh, I had an issue with a cipher cam over by B. <laughs> I had a cipher cam go into the wall. Uh, oh, really? Oh, you can't yeah, use like those, Matt. Can't, can't cheat in I couldn't game. see anything. I mean, I was just I seeing mean, the yeah, backside of the wall. cheating in the pugs yesterday? <laughs> there's there's going to be spots. <laughs> like, a thing or two. I'm glad, I'm, yeah, I'm glad they're trying to push it. Like, they're pushing it through into unrated before competitive because you're going to end yeah. up with those glitch spots like we saw on um, on Split and Haven and other stuff where people will well, just... Wyatt, can, can I ask you a yes or no question? Sure. This map, okay, hear me out. Okay. Reminds me, yes or no, it reminds me a larger version of Counter Strike's DE season. 
it, huh? I mean, <laughs> yes. no one knows what the map is except for Wyatt. But no, yeah, this is, you uh, know, it, it actually kind of yeah, it's sort of it's like season on steroids. It's just <laughs> it's out of control. But yeah, you're kind of right. Like yeah, I didn't think about that. It's a larger version of it. But you, yeah. you're kind of right. Well, no, no, no. It's not that it's a large. Well, yes, it is bigger. Uh, uh, um, is. But also just all of the uh, <laughs> like high grounds are just more dramatized on this map yeah. than, than they are in season. Season yeah, was the one where uh, it had the mid and the mid had the two doors on like the back left and right. I mean, you've just Googled uh, it. Well, no, I wanted, to see, <laughs> I wanted to see like a picture of the, the picture of it, but I think <laughs> I, I don't know what the fuck the map B site. The B site had like a, uh, uh, it was like an upper high ground, like a ramp that you can go to with like a small door, and it was a way smaller warehouse. And then A was bigger with like a catwalk. Can you pull is it that up? The one I'm thinking about? What is seasons? First Counter Strike? Yeah. Yeah. The CS. It was in the competitive. I can't believe I'm driving the conversation. What have I done? I think once it was like one. It was really long time ago. I love this map in CS:GO. I think this is one of my favorite maps. Oh, this map. CS:GO anymore? I don't think it's in rotation. I don't think it's out of rotation, but it was in for a bit. It was played in NA CS a lot. Yeah, I don't think it was played in EU very much. Wait, what? That is not season. That was done. This is season. <laughs> uh, oh, that but, must have been like that rotation it was introduced or something i yeah i played uh seasons in esca um yeah i'm not saying i played at esca at a, a very top level but i mean when i paid for esca and played at it it was in rotation when i played that. back in his mdl days i don't yeah. see it I think it's mostly the bomb sites. They're kind of like close together, yeah. and there's like some blockades and like in the middle of site. And there's also like verticality on some yeah, of the sites as well. Yeah. I think, yeah, I get. It. In terms of the verticality, it's one of the more uh, extreme maps with the bomb sites in CS. So. Mm, Just out of left saying. field, I brought that up <laughs> out of nowhere. Like, oh yeah, you remember? It's like a salt UPC that CS map. You remember Fuck that? Off, it's like let's, five let's, years old or something. We're moving on. We're moving on. Let's yeah. talk instead about Sky. Uh, the new agent that's now officially been released. We're not just talking leaks. Like She hasn't been released yet. October 27th is the release date. Um, but we can take a look at her kit a little bit more. There she is. Yep, well, the new what? agent is a cat. <laughs> that, that, that's uh, not her. It's an Australian forest ranger lady that uses trinkets to, uh, to summon animals. You should write her. the official description on the, on the, yeah. the Riot pages. Yeah. Sky yeah, is a, a lady who uses... Animal trinkets. She is so Australian as well. It's like the typical Very Steve Irwin Australian accent. Like, oh, God, oh. bloody fucking, look at this bushfire. All right. Jeez, <laughs> 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 look at the fucking lightning. Ah, oh, jeez, fucking, look, I saw quite a lot, didn't it? Uh, she oh looks dope. God. There's a part of me that, uh, that wishes, like, the release of the map in the competitive and then the agent like was a little bit faster but i totally get like a, up a little bit more. Home. she seems very powerful because the heel um i don't know if we can really? get some footage cut it might be a hard ask of her heel being used like the actual numbers of it but like all of her kit is very supplementary her flashes like she needs to put her gun away the like the wolf she needs to put her gun away almost everything she is 
disarmed for the entirety of the yeah. duration of her using the abilities, but she's meant to be quite supplementary, which we were talking about previously. And now we can, we were speculating previously, but now we can actually talk about it. I don't know what that raise was doing, just inting in with a bomb. It's a bit like my gameplay. <laughs> it's you, but yeah. This she heal double satchel is, like you, though. This heal is probably going to be the biggest reason she is picked because it is. Um, I mean, the Seekers as well are very good. I mean, this is just her wolf. It is essentially a, a bit more of a toned down owl drone, but. Her entire kit just almost necessitates, I think, her seeing playtime. She has information gathering. She has sustainability with the heals. She has utility in the form of flashes for executes. Like you can lead it in. In a coordinated team, this looks like a must-pick in my eyes. You see, theoretically, I think all the abilities have promise. But I think she's going to play too slow, specifically because you sort of have to maneuver all the abilities. The heal this looks nice. quite sick. The problem with the heal is, I believe... It's you have to be like in line of sight. Yeah. So if you're yes. on a bomb site and you start healing, your teammate has to show to you to be able to be healed, which could become a problem if you're trying to heal your teammates and like they're all over the site, you know, they're standing behind blockades or whatever. Um, and then also the wolves, you have to control them. So like, I, I feel like all these abilities have promise, but it feels like it might play a bit slow. I could be wrong. I, I see your point, but the, like all of her shit is going to be used, like her heal is going to be used after the fact. Like you're not going to be leading it in with the heal. It's going to be after you take the sight. Sure. Like yeah. all of her stuff is is probably going to be quite monstrous in my opinion. Like the the flash. Okay, cool. You can shoot it. You can. Uh, it, it can be used for for one person or the other. The seekers are nuts. Yeah, I, I can't see how many alt points it is. But if it's six alt points as well, this six. this is a very cheap ultimate for information gathering. Like yes, you can shoot them, but they instantly give you information of where people are like look at this look it's at like this. three owl drones you can follow in this is insane bro and, and the, the owl drones insane. controlled by the ai that leads directly to the enemy yeah. is it like the boom bots where like it goes through the corridors until it finds someone or does it immediately chase a it, specific it immediately, immediately goes to the nearest person it homes yes. in okay. it's yeah. not yeah it's like the three uh, nearest people go yeah. ahead but i i i agree with both of you i i think you're both right the drawback of her is that she's slow but also, she's so well-rounded that I think she will still see a lot of playtime. Yeah. I just don't... I, I mean, the, also, the agent that fell out of favor is Sage. And she slots into what Sage did. Not mm -hmm. just in terms yeah. of having a click to heal, but where the Sage would actually be positioned on the map in terms of on the attacking side, going in as a traitor. Yeah. It makes sense for this agent as well. I mean, they f they fill very similar roles, similar positions. I would not be surprised to see her very frequently in places where a sage would typically be in a comp. But also, she will be, she will have to be in that role because she is. All of her abilities are so slow to use, yeah. and you have to be yeah. immobile to activate. Them. How does the heal work exactly? Is it the is it her um, what's it called? Her signature signature no, ability. Her signature is the flash. We Seems talked about that flash. the last the time. The heal you buy. Yeah, the heal you buy. But it's a channel. Yeah, right? it's a channel. Uh, and yeah. that's what the bar is at the bottom, like almost like how the Viper bar is with like her gas. So it, has a, like, so, does it, it doesn't heal. recharge. No. It just gets used up. Oh, but you can so. take it out and take it in. Like you can Yeah, so you can moments. like take it out. You can use some of it. You can put it away. You can mm. kind of like. I think she's going to be very, po very powerful. Yeah. For, um. Pistol rounds, like she seems very powerful. Like, just think about the think about you taking a sight 
and trading it out and there's three of you on the site and it's like a 3v3 let's say that they get equal trades but you trade it out you have control mm -hmm. of the site uh, and they did a lot of damage to them but like you managed to negate that damage advantage so it is just a straight up 3v3 and she still has maybe one piece of utility like a flash, like a flash. to yeah. help you afterwards or maybe the wolf for a bit of inf more information gain if you didn't use it to lead in she seems like she's going to be very powerful um on pistol rounds and like the the reason i bring this up is because people are probably listening to this and they think, oh, that, it's not that big of a deal. Like having a character that's like inherently stronger on pistol rounds where her kit gets more value. But because of the nature of this game where it's like first to 13 rounds and you get these two pistol rounds per half, like the pistol rounds inherently have more value than a game like CS. Yeah. Yeah. Like they, they, they are more important because of that because of that fact. And they can snowball into a lead more, more often. So I feel like that, that is a, a big deal that you're so probably not going to see talked about that much. So I want to see how the heal works. So what's interesting, uh, what I was thinking about is, let's say you channel the heal and you don't use all of it. Do you then have to rebuy a full one for the next round? Or do you just hmm. get a new fresh one? It probably works like armor, right? You got to restock it. Maybe. I don't yeah. think it would. Yeah, but even so, work uh, if like you save one, or... you will get a hundred. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, if you save one at the end of a round, you get a hundred, a full max heal for the next round. That doesn't seem balanced. <laughs> that, no, I, 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 how I think, do you buy? But but there's no other ability in the game where you buy half of an ability or a quarter of an ability. Well, like I use it smarter. Tough shit. Get good, fam. Uh, I'm just I'm just saying I have no <laughs> idea how it's gonna work, but I could totally see that being something that uh that ends up being a discussion. Yeah. See, I I, I think the flash is actually quite insane. Because first I thought, well, you know, it's a slow flash, you're gonna be able to turn, like it's whatever. But actually, you you will probably use it to lead in your teammates, and then it will be like a movable layer, if you think about it. Because <laughs> the opponent can shoot it down, right? Yep. And so I think it's in the best interest of the opponent to shoot it down before you actually get flashed. And, you just give away and so it's like a movable layer when you think about it. Like the way you get a yeah. flick to actually kill it. And then you have a teammate lead in and follow your flash. So it's yeah. actually quite insane. It has a lot of potential. So everybody yeah. needed three Absolutely. movable layers. <laughs> yeah, perfect. And for only $100. But, <laughs> yeah, I think, she, yeah I, I think she's going to be really good. And I actually think if she does end up being good at the pro level... She's going to be sickeningly good in ranked, and I think it's yeah. going to be, be driving lots of players to their favorite <laughs> forum to rage yeah. and complain to Riot until they change her. Because I, I could absolutely foresee her being way too Bro. good in ranked and having like a near 100% pick rate like Sage did. When I saw them show off those flashes, all I could think about is it just... Little Timmy's on on Sky release day, just shooting out pigeons, just blinding everybody, teammates, well, the, opponents, <laughs> just just the cool little thing pigeons is everywhere. The the uh, the agent is going to be releasing October twenty seventh, which means that uh, we're at, we're going to be seeing it for a lot of the first strike qualifiers. Um, mm -hmm. There's some qualifiers that are already happening, but a lot of them are running from like November to December time. Yeah. So that's Ding. it's going to be pretty cool. We get to see the new agent released in that sort I of. Ballpark. I don't think they will allow the new agent first strikes qualifiers. But maybe for later, because the first strike events, like the open qualifiers, maybe not. But the main event that takes place yeah, that takes place like a month for later. Sure, I think you, you don't want to be banning has... your agent from play for two months. That makes no sense. From no, 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 no. You wouldn't. You wouldn't ban it for the whole time. But I think for the remaining of the open qualifiers, like I, I would say, if it, if the qualifiers started without Sky, it should finish without Sky. I agree. 
Like I think if the qualifiers, I think how many already said that there's like two events that were. I think they've already said right. Like it's like two. I I, went. Didn't we talk about this on the podcast? Well, like they they uh, detailed their plans and said last week. Uh, They still haven't shared anything for NA though. uh, I believe Uh, we still don't know anything on that. We we discussed Europe last week. We discussed uh, Asia last week. Uh, that that started in like a weekly point system with almost like a mini league. Uh, nothing Good. with NA, but I don't think you would. I don't think you would throw in a new map into New Agent halfway through a qualifier. No, uh, okay, but you would wait for the qualifier to end. But there's like four qualifiers in some places. Yes, so like, you would wait for like the playoffs of it, like because mm-hmm. you even then it's not a lot of time though. What because I, what in between I, what the was, qualifiers think, and the playoffs my mind, is not a, a lot of time. I've got this from somewhere and I don't know where, but in my mind, I'm pretty sure some of the qualifiers are going to have. They're not going to have the agent. They're going to be played through with it. But then the later qualifiers, like three and four, are going to have the agent. I don't know where I've got that from, but I'm certain that that is the I case. don't know. It, it, maybe you found that information somewhere. I didn't I, see it. I don't think we talked yeah. about it last week. Uh, I mean, you could go either way. But I'm like, uh, I read it you know, but maybe I'm wrong. Gonna re- Fuck it. Maybe I'm the wrong. Agent's gonna release uh, it people, if, if you're listening, have it start late, okay? Let, let me get rank 14 in Classic WoW, and then I can just, you know, <laughs> play some Valorant. So wait for me, okay? All Give right, me until mid-November, and then you can start doing yeah, okay. this shit. Yeah. Yep. Let's start wait talking about the me. pro scene, because we've already kind of moved on to it a little bit here. We can start talking about some of the moves. So NRG have mm. actually signed Cola from Immortals. This is the third player now, I believe, from Immortals. That yeah. has uh, that has been traded over to another team. Immortals just getting that bag. Um, this, I mean, we weren't worried before when uh, certain people were worried when Asuna and Dicey left. We were pretty confident in the team's abilities to scout as well um, for Immortals. That is, but I mean, I think this is a great pickup for NRG. Straight up. Um, yeah. Hopefully they got some Immortals have got the bag out of it as well because yeah, Immortals are certainly qualify uh, they're certainly confident in their own abilities to to find new upcoming talent. Well they have a new uh they have three new they players. Do. Yeah. 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 Uh, they that. have to be pretty confident in these three new players to we, let we can all talk these about guys that. We can go. talk about Immortals uh roster later but for now let's focus on NRG to Cola. Yeah. Or Cola to NRG I should say. I quite like this pickup. I quite like this change. I mean, you're going to start to see some of these franchises, some of these orgs, trying to shore up their rosters in the lead up to First Strike. This is just one of the changes that's been made. Yeah, it's an interesting change. The most interesting thing about it being that in the NRG uh, uh, announcement tweet, they said that they found their new duelist, which is interesting in the case of Kohler because he was the uh, smoke player for Immortals for like the first half of the Ignition series, and then he was their cipher for yeah. the second half. <laughs> so interesting to have him on a new role, but I'm not surprised. Is he a duelist? Is like, what do you mean? Because the so, I, sometimes the social media team, yeah, like sometimes the social media team just doesn't know the game, right? Uh, he's playing they, race they here. Gonna, oh, he's playing duelist. race here. He's probably I'm, a duelist. <laughs> I'm going to take what they said as what they sure. mean. Yeah, it's kind of odd for them to refer to um, like that. And uh, but but I, I I do think that uh, he he has shown over the ignition series that he's very talented mechanically. Yeah. So I'm not entirely surprised to see him uh, on that role. I mean that was sort of the thing with the mortals overall for the ignition series, right? Like everybody on their team was actually a pretty great talented fragger, good yeah. mechanically. So I yeah I I see it. I think that's a good pickup. 
maybe it's a role he wanted to play more or maybe it's the actual role he wanted to play but yeah. obviously just couldn't do it on immortals i mean that could also sure. be a reason why he could have either asked to be transferred off of immortals yeah. or kind of given the opportunity to go somewhere else and play that role but like you mentioned uh why uh three percent of his rounds on phoenix one percent of his rounds on Rays uh in play this far uh i don't so, think he's playing a duelist role it would be, I could be it, wrong I, I yeah, think I that mean, the social, social media teams is just, just kind using, of send the social teams a bunch of stuff, the term duelist to be yeah, like, we want another player, you know, it's like, yeah, uh, but, but yeah. I agree why you go with the information you're given. They literally refer to him as a duelist. So yeah. <laughs> who knows? Well, Wyatt, you really like this team, right? You really start to like NRG, right? The NRG team? Right? Yeah. Yeah. I, I do like them a lot. I think that uh, they have quite a bit of potential. I, I like the first two pickups. Uh, I mean, some... He looks really good, at least from, obviously, just judging off of his personal stream, which is, you can't go off entirely, but he looks really good at Valorant, and he was uh, really good in CS towards the end of his career playing with Daps, so I like that duo, I like Daps as a leader, I, I think that the team should be pretty good, I don't know if they're going to be, uh, you know, a world beater, yeah. but I think that they should be able to be a, a top NA team, I could easily see them getting into, like, top five. Yeah. Really? Top five? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I could definitely see them rising above, like, I don't know, Envy, T1, yeah. uh, Dignitas. Actually, I forget how yeah. <laughs> how uh, dispersed the, yeah. like, the NA yeah. top 10 is, actually. And, and the thing is, yeah, so many yeah. of the NA teams now are just in roster shambles. They're, in, they're, they're all trying yeah. to scramble to pick players up. <laughs> and not a lot of teams have uh, strong leadership. And Daps is one of the best game le in-game leaders you could possibly ask for in-game and out-of-game leaders so mm -hmm. that's going to be a uh, it, major thing now is crazy after first strike you're going to see all of this just go crazy because a lot of these orgs yeah. a lot of these orgs like the the big ones coming in later just kind of putting the best team they could get right now yeah you know give it a give it a few extra months to uh talk to other teams try and like make trades and transfers and whatnot like uh I think especially if first strike does really well, right? Like mm -hmm. if uh like if the the viewership's good and it's like really promising, uh you'll definitely see I think some crazier moves even in the future. I mean that's what happened in Overwatch even, right? Uh, like at the first at the start of it, it was just kinda like orgs just like picking up rosters and you know, playing with them for a few months. And then by with the years, like it just became way more serious. And then when Overwatch League started in like twenty eighteen they were actually like just mastermind, like huge tryouts going on. And it was so much like in it. Like I had calls from GMs and they would be like, hey, what if we took like two players from this team, two players from this team and we like made a super team. And it's like, when you get those kind of talks going in a scene, that's when you really start to see like teams actually pop off. But now I think it's just piecing it, together it what is, you can for first strike. Yeah. yeah, it is kind of happened though. Like the trouble is as well, like there was so much neglect from franchises to look at EU as a region for the longest time that G2 had free reign to build a super team super <laughs> early on. Yeah, uh, And like, yeah. it's it's actually quite egregious the amount of good players that are still in EU unpicked up compared sure. to a lot of other regions. Um, but I, I severely well, hope that there's going to be this big, you know, the big post, the post event shakeup that usually happens. Um, it, yeah. it, it seems like that might happen uh, as well. Well, because EU is States. still uh, predominantly a region that, loves counter-strike right like i think uh valorant's huge in na it's huge in asia like it's growing in europe but europe is still like uh i mean traditionally even you think about europe it's just all counter-strike i think it's too close-minded to think about it region per region absolutely though, as well, 
because oh, you've got to think about this as a global esport and a potential for you having a world beater. You know, right? But they only are playing in their region right now. Yes, it's yeah, regional the play. They're only thinking about it like that. Uh, well, maybe I should where, be the owner of a team. You know, who knows? Maybe you should. What would you, Bren Esports? <laughs> Bren, no, Bren Esports already exists. <laughs> already, yeah, already taken. Yep. Someone's just <laughs> taken my name and just turned Bren it into a Cass Southeast Asian mobile game franchise. Uh, let's <laughs> let's move on. Let's talk about Immortals because we briefly mentioned it, but they are. Going forward with a new roster now. The players they picked up across the board, you got Neptune, um, JMO as well, and Shot Up. These guys uh, have been performing pretty well in their last couple of games, actually. Um, they've been top fragging. Some of the, like, they don't have a lot of losses, but this is essentially like players that have been kind of sitting below the, the kind of tier one scene for a bit, of, a bit of time in Valorant. And this is classic Immortals in my eyes of just their yeah. confidence <laughs> in being able to scope out nice talent good talent with a lot of potential yeah i was yeah. seeing a lot of who mega law uh, but uh yeah th these yeah. guys are uh actually I, I i don't know about neptune he looks pretty good but the other two guys shot up in jmo look very legit um i was actually interested in the one guy jmo he's one of the players like sometimes i'll just check to look at game stats and if something stands out I'll like to go back and watch the yeah. game and see. And he was one of the players that I did that for from the Pulse series because I'd never heard of him. It was his first mm -hmm. uh, recorded games. So I went back to watch him, and he looked really good. And I, from that moment on, expected him to eventually be in a top team. Yeah. And unsurprisingly, Immortals to be the team to find a player like that <laughs> and sign him. Um, oh. He looks really good, and I think that out of all the players they have, he probably has, or the new players they have, he has the most potential to be the new like star of the team. Yeah. Um, well, shot up as well. Just another ex CS:GO MDL guy played on a million different MDL teams, and uh, yeah. So I mean, well, kind of the classic story. Switched over. Looks pretty like good. CS2. Say again. Didn't have tune play CS2. Yep. Also like from MDL. Gaming? Yeah, they all have CS. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, what what else you to expect? Just like <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, the, the most, most of these come from MDL. Yeah, but yeah. it's so curious that Immortals they always find these players. Just like oh, we're gonna pick up two players from uh, Morning Light. It's just like Morning Light, and this is like you look at through like what they've accomplished, and it's like qualifiers for like the face yeah. invitational, yeah. and it, it's it's just all of these like crazers or like Pulse series going on, and it's just. I, I, I'm just constantly amazed by Immortals because they're now like, they're the one, we talk about the top 10 teams in NA and we talk about, you know, how they're like a bit of like all over the place. It's actually just Immortals like funneling in all of these players. Like they're pumping in the players to the top 10 NA teams yeah. by just scouting through like the rubbles, you know, in the qualifiers. Yeah, like the marketing service for these players and then they sell them for somewhere else. And, and then they sell them, yeah. They're doing oh, a great job. I think they play the first time Saturday, right? Yes, they're playing yeah, the, the Renegades. Uh, the the Renegades, playing Renegades. Yeah. Um, which we're going to break down later as like our final topic of, of the podcast. But I mean, just in general, I, 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 we always mention it every time we talk about Immortals, but their scouting process is pretty, it's pretty good. Like they've, they've got a great oh, track yeah. record in Overwatch when they applied that kind of method to the Overwatch League. And they've, they've already applied it into Valorant, as we've seen three of their players now on other major organizations <laughs> <Yeah>. so <laughs> clearly whatever they're doing whatever method they have for scouting these players is working and this begs the question now where do we place immortals in terms of our expectations do we do we think because of this that they're anticipated to even qualify for first strike yeah yes you think so yeah i actually I think, think that this team is going to be about as good as the original immortals really where they're going to be in like the uh like 
around the like six to tenth spot where they're constantly making like yeah. quarters and then sometimes maybe they'll make a semi if they have a good bracket. How, I see them as like a tenth to sixth place. How many teams qualify yeah. for the North American? We don't know yet. Oh, I mean, I don't know. I don't think so. Lord I don't think we know yet. Point. We don't know I don't yet? Think they haven't, uh, I, no, they haven't had any details about the NA qualifiers, right? We covered EU last week. Right. Uh, I mean, it could be. I mean, the reason I say I don't know if they even qualify is because I, I just... The format could be anything. Like, it could end up just being like a, a top eight in terms of the playoffs. Yeah. And I would have questions of whether or not they would break into that. But if it ends up being like top 16, top 32, definitely going to be qualifying. Yeah. Like this team 100%. But the um, way I, I see it is they still have a, a really good core in Gangsta and JC Stani. Yes, Those yeah, two guys are do. both really talented, um, very consistent. And personally, I, I feel that it's very unlikely that neither JMO or Shot Up will look like a star player. I think one of the two of them at least will be a pretty standout player. Not saying they're going to be as, as good as Dicey or Asuna, but... If they're even near that level, which I think that they can get there, I don't know if they'll be there immediately, yeah. but I can easily foresee one or the other of them being there, likely JMO, and I think Shot Up will be pretty good as well. Um, I think that's a very likely outcome for this team in the next couple months, and they're going to be a lot better than people expect just uh. because they don't own them. Yeah, we don't have any info, I think, on uh, First Strike NA, Bren. Uh, First Strike EU uh, starts uh, November 9th. November 9th, yeah. Uh, and that runs till December 6th. So, uh, the trouble is that the qualification process is different from region to region. Yes, so, you don't so we don't know really how many know. teams. Yeah, we don't know how many teams uh, are going to be making it through. Um, I think 16 qualify in Europe. Uh, oh, top 16 from each... Uh, Wait, the, the open choirs are split into four separate tournaments, two per week, with the top 16 teams from each advancing to the week's play in stage. Yeah, so they, that have, seems they have like, a weird Yeah, they have a weird way. It's like but it, so does uh, Asia, right? They have a weird kind of format yeah, with yeah. like a, a little league every week of the same teams fighting for points. So who knows what NA it is? Does. It is strange. Let's. I just have faith in uh, Immortals. That's all I got to say. Yeah, I mean, if they yeah, were yeah, to pick up Brent tomorrow, I'd be like, okay. <laughs> I'd be I out on you. them. I trust yeah, you. I'd be out on them. They're seeing something in Bren, and I completely, I completely have faith in them. They, they really like the, uh, as as I think uh, the chat was derving the other day, the the Brett, uh, the the Bren Jet, the Brett. The Brett? The Brett. They really okay. liked your Brett. I, I don't even like they my Jet called gameplay, it. so I, I mean, the good thing the chat is not running the Immortals roster. Kurt, roll the clip. Yeah, don't roll the clip. <laughs> roll roll the clip. Again, Kurt. There's some big news, though. Uh, a big shift over from CS to Valorant, Dazed, has joined T1. Mm. This, I think, was the last member, right, of the original I by Pyro roster yeah. to move uh, over yes. to Valorant. Yeah. This is... Uh, I don't know what to think of this change, actually. I'm a little bit, a little bit lost. When, uh, when I'm thinking about his team, because I can't help but feel like pretty much almost every successful team that we've seen has had some sense of like new blood coming in yeah. into a team. And T1 sure. just feels like they're trying to just recreate 2015 CS. Get the boys back together, bro. Yeah, I, I, well, Bring the boys I don't back. Really, I'm not too impressed by this, but uh, I feel like maybe I'm just being dumb. Maybe they fill in the last roster spot with somebody who's... Uh, a little bit like kind of uh, i guess you would call it like young up and coming like fresh talent uh and kind of almost go like the 100 thieves route where like they kind of have the veterans they're surrounding uh the veterans yeah. like with uh two like explosive sure. new players 
Uh, the issue is, is you don't have two, you only have one. So it's like there's a little bit more of like a limited impact for that one player, whoever it is. Uh, also, I think if I was that one player, I would kind of feel on the outside looking in in terms of like these guys have played with each other for so long and they have so much uh, uh, kind of like teamwork chemistry. They're just friends that you quickly are like the outside looking in. You don't kind of have that person on the team who you, is like you're yeah. you're kind of yeah. your bud, your duo, your homie. So uh, it'll be interesting. They they have to uh, what I mean if if Skadoodle. Uh, if he plays, then they only need one. If he's still kind of on the bench working on his agent pool, they need two. Uh, I assume they'll probably pick up two anyway, just to have the extra player. Yeah, from what I from what I had seen, he is confirmed playing. Hmm. Okay. Um, I I don't know if it's well. Okay, I use confirmed maybe a little too loosely. loosely. It's like he's been seen practicing with them. He has been playing with them. Sure. I don't know if T1 has literally tweeted out, Scoodoodle is starting for the team now. But <laughs> He's in the game. But uh, he's been playing with them um, pretty consistently since they removed crashes and food. He's been playing with them again. Mm -hmm. So it seems like those four guys are playing together, which, yeah, I, I would suggest that they need to pick up a, a, a new player. Yeah, um, some new uh, blood. They, they actually need to because the four people they have on their team – well, I'm not going to say days for sure, but the other three they have on their team are all fairly passive players. None of them are aggressive fraggers. Brax looked his best when he was actually playing Cypher, um, so I'd like to see him still on Cypher. They also needed an in-game leader. In their last tournament, when they had EU playing from the academy team, he actually yeah. came in as well to be their in-game leader, which was a very odd uh, sort of That's dynamic. a lot of pressure to have. To have. Yeah, to have a stand-in yeah. in the academy team as your in-game leader. But they had him as a leader as well. So having days come in as like the tenured old in-game leader, they're, they're all comfortable with him. They, they know what it's like to play under him. Makes sense. Um, and I actually think days, at least, I mean, you're going so far back, but back when he was playing CS, um, I actually do think he was a pretty good fragger for an in-game leader. He was definitely above average in my eyes. And I, I think that he will be pretty good, but I, I worry about the team having too many passive players and having uh, a lack of fragging power. I think I that's think where they're well, really going to fall short. The the kind of play style that is that's been adopted at the top level, mm. it hasn't really suited passive play. Like teams like Gen G have kind of fallen to the wayside. They're very disciplined. I wouldn't say overly passive, but that kind of just accepting of aggression and trying to essentially minimize the own mistakes you make as a play style, it doesn't really hold up against any team that plays hyper-aggressive. Like, we've seen so many teams like Sentinels at the top level, like, uh, even, like, the top EU teams, I think, play a much higher pace than a lot of other teams as well. Yeah. I, I agree with you. I mean, I, I think it's a little bit too... What we've seen of this of the T1 roster so far is a little bit too passive and patient. Don't know if Days is going to fix that. Hopefully, it adds in a consistent voice, but, you know... We need to add in some new blood into this squad because I mean, I, we we all want to see T1 succeed. We all want yeah. more top teams in the regions because it you know brings more competition. Yeah. Well, at least I think Dazed it's like he's not scared to make changes or like have tough conversations as well. Like if the team is just going to sit back and not play proactively or it's like not not following like what the top teams are doing and how they're playing, I think Dazed is at least a, at least a voice that could be able to like elevate this team and be like, hey, we're playing too passive, we need to do this, we need to look over the VODs of Sentinels and see what they're doing. And, like I, I think Dazed could provide that to this team now at least, 
Um, and also, doesn't like Dazed, Wyatt, you could speak to this, doesn't Dazed have like a reputation of bringing up young players in MDL and stuff like that as well? And like learning new players like the, um, not the basic, but like the um, fundamentals of like playing tactical FPS games like professionally too. Like isn't Dazed like a bit of a mentor to some of these younger guys in MDL and stuff like that? That's what uh, I think not as much recently to the extent that someone like Steel was. I mean, I th okay. I think yeah. he definitely spent a lot of time more so in like the uh, streamer educational streamer space, right. I, um, if I remember correctly. I, I think it's been a fair amount of time since he was actually playing competitively. Mm -hmm. um, January twenty nineteen. Could double check. God, that, that is so That's long ago. ago. Oh my god. Uh, yeah, he played with us. Uh, uh, subtle in uh, t January 2019. Ah, right. This could yeah, backfire. Yeah. Well, uh, I yeah, I I was gonna say they're gonna have such high expectations from the past that yeah. may not be attainable. Like everybody's gonna be like, oh, they're getting back together. Like they remember they were kind of like you know the the NA Dream Team. Like, but yeah. it's I a completely well, different like... game at a completely different time. People are going to be listening to this as well, and they're going to be like, well, "What expectations?" Because I think the general consensus on That's true. on certain forums is that there there isn't like any pressure. Like T1 is a little bit washed; they need some assistance. There, they're not that good. But the the the, the people who are writing those comments do not represent represent the wider audience but, that are watching these tournaments. Sure. And like you you like if you want to get a read, it's not very scientific. But just look, take a look at the cesspool that is Twitch chat when these games are going on, and there are so many T1 <laughs> fans that are just yeah. like they are hellbent. The same with like TSM fans or fans of one sure. specific team and franchise and org that are blind to any outside stuff and they expect right. success and they are ruthless. Yeah. I mean, but they may just be judged to, against like the 100 thieves of the world, right? Who sure. I think they've yeah. put together probably a better roster uh, where you kind of have like, you know, the CSGO vets, like fan favorites on both sides. But people, this is but like a the whole... thing is as well, people who are watching this, they don't follow that closely. Like you'd be surprised. Yeah, they may not. They, know they don't that follow much of the these that closely. They just watch. They they watch their favorite streamer might be Brax, and they watch him compete. And they're like, oh, T one of this now, and they're playing here, then where, yeah. whatever, you know. I mean, Dazed, yeah, Dazed was a great in-game leader, and they obviously did need a leader. My worry is now just too many passive players and also role overlap because. Of course, we don't exactly know what uh, teams are going to be doing in terms of compositions because we haven't seen them for a fair amount of time now. But who on this team, if they're going to be running two duelists, which is essentially the standard, who else is going to be playing a duelist? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, is it going to be dazed? Because Skadoodle wasn't, uh, Brax did, but then he switched off of it and looked better on the Cypher. I mean, I, I, I don't yeah, want to see AZK know. pick up the jet again, please. <laughs> so uh, what are they going to have? Soba, I think. What was that? I would think Dazed would play the Soba. No? Yeah, perhaps. But then that sort of overlaps with Skadoodle, right? At least yeah. what we saw from Skadoodle we, early on. This team's got it's, some it's stuff very, to work out, honestly. Yeah, which, of course, they, they have been uh, practicing really regularly. Like they, yeah. It seems like they have been going in. They're, they're not on, just... Sat around I'll collecting well, check. The meta could still shift. Sure. Uh, and yeah. especially if they've given, if the, if the qualifiers happen roughly, and Sky does come into the game, and you can play with her as a quali as a qualifier, um, you could see some wacky composition. Like the meta will get turned on its head. 
you might not be a necessity to play like two duelists that we've been or like two of those roles that are kind of flexing around one another. I, I yeah, it it it's, could still be up in the air. But I mean, my shanks. expectations. They, I, I, I don't. I don't think my expectations are that low, but they're also not that high. Sure. I think that... Yeah, some reasonable expectations. I think Dazed could actually... I think it's very... It, it's it's possible that he could make significant changes to this team, and we could be looking at a new T1. Maybe not in that they're just going to be suddenly blowing everyone out, but they could look like a much more aggressive, well-rounded, disciplined yeah. team. Uh, if, if, if leadership that they were lacking before ends up being a key factor in them actually turning it around... Um, because he is going to be the hard leader. And that could be exactly what they need. And even if they have guys who don't fit into the roles exactly, if, they're, if they are playing a structured game, that can make all the more difference in them just having a guy who feels comfortable on jet versus someone who doesn't. But they're playing as a team now. Um, you know, that can make quite a big difference. Pick up Shanks, I dare you. Shanks? Just, yeah, just go aggressive. Balls to the wall. Let's go. I mean, I, don't think, yeah. I, I, mean, go. I think he's caught in some match fixing allegations, but I mean, it, I don't know. Yeah. We'll see. But after that, well, that'll, it'll, that'll be fine. it'll be fine. What's the worst can happen? It'll pass in five years. The, the, <laughs> let's, uh, let's focus on some recent events, the recent tournament as well. But generally speaking, some of the teams that have come into, into the play, one of them being Anbox, which is yeah. now qualified actually for the uh, the Renegades Nerd Street Gamers tournament that's going to be going on. There's a lot of cool teams that are going to be playing it. We're going to be diving into the tournament after this. But Unbox as a team, I don't know if any of you, you guys watched the game. Why We watched the game with Josh. This Unbox squad, yes, the, the teams they're playing against are kind of like, I think, the kind of almost like the top of the, the top of the level in terms of tier two teams. But yeah. I wasn't expecting them to be this good. They did perform well in that upper bracket final, which was the key match. That's the one that actually gets got qualified. Um, yeah. they, they did replay the same team, Moon Raccoons, in the grand final, and they actually kind of got washed. But that grand final was far less impactful. I mean, I think it's just for seeding. Yeah, it's so, for seeding. Mm -hmm. Despite them getting blown out, I all, you have to factor that in and, and take a bit less from it. But in this upper bracket final, the game that did matter for them actually qualifying. Yeah, they, they looked pretty good. Specifically, Android looked like he, he's a legit tier one player. <laughs> he did look like the best um, player on this roster. Yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah. It, it, was, it, it was clear that he was the best player on the roster, the best player in the server. Uh -huh. um, and he, he is definitely a legit tier one duelist. The other player who was uh, pretty impressive was their Omen boy, who's one of their uh, newer, I guess, potential pickups. Um, but they are playing with this roster, at least in Nerd Street Gamers. But uh, he looked very good on the Omen. It, yeah. uh, I hadn't seen him before because it seemed that his only previous this, games this, were really early. But this execute we're watching. Sorry to interrupt, Mike. Go, uh, I, I was, you go, oh, go ahead. You finished. No, I, I was pretty much done. So they didn't play with the say, boy guy, the last qualifier, this, did they? This execute was the thing that sold me on them because it was pretty well versed. Like, look at the timing when they're coming back in to to retake this site together. Like, yeah. it's it's very clean. Um, and these were the moments that I was paying attention to because if they're able to pull this off every every one in three rounds, then it is just like a consistency thing, uh, a consistency thing, which is yeah, like they, drilling in these moments and making it so that you can pull this off pretty often. The, the, that's what you kind of need to look for in terms of the potential of a team coming mm -hmm. into any sort of tournament. Mm. And 
my expectations, honestly, of this team, of this of this roster, the way it was kind of being cobbled together, were on the floor. And this at least has lifted them up to being comparable to at least some of the better teams I think they're going to be playing in this tournament. Right. They lost in the last qualifier. Uh, they played with Akis. We talked about that uh, yeah. last week, I think, because uh, we highlighted... Uh, we highlighted uh, them playing with Poach, and uh, he didn't look that great in that whole uh, tournament, especially the series against Renegades. They get blown out. Uh, but with Boy in the lineup, they looked uh, much, much better. Mm -hmm. uh, and I, yeah. I still think uh, Poach is a player that's worth taking the the risk on, especially for a team like this. Uh, you know, if he can develop into like a, a good player, you know, star-type player, that's like best-case scenario. Uh, the worst case, like he's a big personality, you can uh, play the game at a serviceable level uh, to help you out. So they did yeah. look much better. I'm interested to see what they look like going up against like a a Cloud Nine or even like Phase Clan, right? Like moving into the actual event. Uh, I think though, I, I guess it is kind of impressive that you know against some of the tier two competition, they're able to put it together rather quickly, especially with a new player in the mix. Yeah, I I I like poach in the team i i it, it's sort of tough with him because i do actually like him in the team and i did see i don't know if this is a, a rumor I, I i mean i can't confirm it but that he might actually be the in-game leader for the team which is interesting obviously since he huh. you know he came from fortnite and was a fortnite pro um but i i do also uh i like poach in the team as a competitor um in terms of he is a guy who really just wants to win and he wants to be a competitive professional. Yeah. Um, that's what he was in Fortnite. And in Fortnite, he, he was one of the guys who was very vocal for a long time uh, with his grievances uh, in terms of the development uh, process of Epic Games, what they were sort the things they were doing wrong. Um, obviously, he was a PC player as well. Uh, so a lot of PC Fortnite players feeling disenfranchised with the advantages of playing on the console um, and just, yeah, the other changes that Epic were making to the game that were not competitive Fortnite friendly. And I remember when he switched over, he was just talking about seeking that true competitive experience, wanting to play a, a straight up a, a game made for esports, right? Um, and I think that uh, it, would be, it would be a great thing to see him succeed because he sort of represents yeah. uh, to me that PC Fortnite guy who who felt sort of cast out, yeah. Um, not you yeah. know not literally cast out by Epic, but with the changes that they were making, it, it was clear from a long time ago that Epic wasn't interested in Fortnite being like a true one hundred percent balanced competitive game. Sport. No, yeah. it's, it's the um, marketing machine. Yeah, and yeah. also just uh, obviously the situation now with how strong console players are, it's it's an awkward spot for. PC competitive Fortnite players, and if someone like that can succeed, I think it's uh, it's it's a very cool thing, and and also could potentially open up uh, the eyes of maybe more Fortnite people who would be interested in playing a new game. And and there are, are a ton of yeah. Fortnite PC players who got their start playing competitive there who would yeah. potentially be interested in playing Valorant. So for for some of those reasons, I'd like to see him succeed. And also, um, I was checking to to see what he had been up to, like on his stream and. I don't think he's been streaming or anything. Like he's been hardcore yeah. focused on oh, just really? grinding Scrims. and scrimming yeah. and trying to improve. Um, That's pretty sick. So I, yeah, I, yeah. I, I would love to see him 
perform well in this team. I just, Typically, from what we'd seen yeah. so far, he just never looked like he was ready for the tier one level. But if he's just been grinding and really wants it, I would love to see him succeed. A player with that much like drive and just kind of talent to start things off, right? Like they'll, they, they should be able to figure it out over time, right? Like that's somebody you're willing yeah. to like kind of give the time to because uh, if he does figure it out, like it's like a, a massive win, right? Yeah. Uh, and, and you know he's going to definitely put like his all into it, right? Uh, with how, just like how he did in Fortnite. So uh, I think for Anbox, in the position that you're in, right? Just trying to, you know, put a new roster together. I, I think it's something that's definitely worthwhile. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I think this roster actually, yeah, this roster looked pretty good. Um, I liked, uh, I mean, you were talking about they had Acus before as well in their previous qualifier. And I mean, obviously we've only seen this guy boy really once, but he at least in from what we saw on Anbox, he certainly performed better than Acus did. He, he actually looked like a really oh, yeah. good player. I, I'm uh, excited to see if he can keep that level up with that. He was on Prospectus forward. GG. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I never mean, heard of. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> sure. Let's uh, let's let's move sure, on. Sounds good. <laughs> let's move on and talk about the wider tournament then that these teams are all playing in because we've talked about the Renegades tournament, but this is an interesting one because of the teams involved. It's going to be the yeah. first North American tournament we've had in quite a long time with some of the top teams that are going to be participating in it. Uh, if we can get the list up as well, could I think VLR.gg has a. Uh, a nice uh, list of all the teams that are going to be invited to it. But off the top of my head, you've got FaZe, Immortals, Renegades, obviously, as well. Now, Anbox going to be competing in this one. Cloud9. Uh, this, Cloud9. Yeah. So you've got a nice selection of top teams. Yeah. The one I am most excited for is FaZe Clan. Yeah. Because holy yeah. fuck, yeah. it has been a long time since we've seen FaZe Clan play. I have no idea if Marv has been like caught up in the in the kind of match fixing stuff that's been going on based on CS. Like Marv played on a lot of teams of a lot of the guys who have been cut from teams recently. So no clue if that's going to be coming to fruition. But the, the fact that they're playing generally will bode well. But I just want to see improvements out of this squad. They even played since the phase Invitational, right? Where they got like just uh, beat straight away and that was it. What was the date on that? Uh, yeah. It's like a, what's the I can't even read it. It's August. August? August? Yeah. Oh my God, it's so long ago. So right. long ago, um, the seventh. Yeah. But they had just picked up like Raucus. I believe Raucus like had well, just... They had been scrimming for a month yeah, in that week or something No, they like had been that. scrimming yeah, for a month with that roster. They had been scrimming. Oh. So yeah, up until really like they had a, a yeah it the, was they could not get away with the whole we picked up this team recently concept but the one thing they could get away with is that their roles weren't solidified at the time they had swapped up the roles they, last well minute. yeah they swapped things last minute specifically before that tournament it was this i believe it was that they switched baby bay to cypher yeah. but he was their jet and they switched him <laughs> at the last minute which, no, no one wanted to play the cypher on the I, team i mean yeah, yeah. yeah. well um, evidently if i remember correctly when we had uh when we were talking about the phase invitational i think golden boy was on mm -hmm. and he was talking about uh essentially their practice was not very good or structured um it was just all over the place like they were not maximizing their uh time practicing in the server well. yeah which is super odd because they come from a universe where everything is super structured <laughs> and yeah, like they like have the a, like a bunch plays, of coaches right? and whatnot yeah. from overwatch uh can we say like I, I mean for me like the two players i'm the most excited about to see is like Corey and baby bay getting yeah. those two players yeah. probably have the highest ceiling out of the mm -hmm. players on the team 
Sure. I mean, they're supposed uh, to be the fraggers, right? I mean, Corey's aim, we know, is insane. So. Same with Baby Bay. Uh, yeah. So this team, though, has, like, they have expectations just based off of what they've done in previous games, though, right? Like, in, in those expectations, I mean, we don't know how, like, I mean, how they're Baby going Bay to play has. or if they can even... Huh? Baby Bay has, but some of the other players on this team have not. Like, even in Overwatch. Like, this was yes, supposed they, to be... they do, though, just off of name basis. Like, they're much bigger personalities, and they're playing for FaZe Clan, which also brings in its own uh, kind of base yeah. as well. Like, I, I think the FaZe Clan association actually brings them more expectation than their yes, individual brands. Probably. Yes. Um, I mean... Corey definitely has a lot of expectation, but so far, I think he's lived up to it yeah he's been one of the um, best players it's yeah. really for the i don't think people have i don't think the 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 valorant uh like community uh maybe people from overwatch specifically do but i think the wider valorant community at this point doesn't really doesn't have high much. expectations for them at all um, that's yeah. good i mean i, I yeah. think there's pressure on like a lot of teams in this tournament because if you look at like the teams that are playing you got cloud nine face immortals Genji even like it's not like tier one teams like Sentinels or TSM or what have you but like if you are one of these three four top teams among this selection you should be looking to win this tournament and like if you end up getting like fourth or fifth here and you're like on a top esports org I mean, yeah. like that's bad moving forward into first strike like pressure is on for this tournament even though you don't have sentinels here you don't have tsm here like you're supposed to be in the grand finals here with these kind of well, name uh, cloud nine are definitely the favorites here um without without a doubt in my mind sure yeah i, I think expectations yeah. are lowered for immortals a bit given they just picked up new players as well but yeah. I, I think yeah, i agree with cloud nine being the premier team here because uh, they're a team yeah. as well when i'm thinking about patch 1.09 with the op nerf one of those teams, like, you think about Ten's opping, like, his rifling is just as good. Like, this is a team yeah. that is going to be affected by it, without a doubt. Like, every team is going to be affected by it, but it's 100% mitigated by the fact that Ten's is just a fucking freak. Like, he, yeah. he can he can rifle as well as he can op. I I think it's very close between them and Gen G, though. You think as so? As the two obvious favorites right Gen now. Gen G? Yeah. Okay. I mean, uh, Gen G, their, their last two performances were... Uh, they're some of their worst um yeah and pop flash yeah which is unfortunate so i that is another team i'm actually i'm pretty interested in seeing how genji perform because mm -hmm. for me they were sort of on the cusp yeah, boys where <laughs> yes i am on the payroll but the, the uh, they were sort of on the cusp for me of falling out of that upper na echelon sure. yeah because they had a great run throughout the ignition series but until the very end and in i mean two of the biggest tournaments or two of their uh you know uh, mm -hmm. uh lesser performances specifically pop flash um and the phase invitational they did make it to fourth but their bracket was like incredibly easy and i got beat by immortals twice yeah so it wasn't exactly a great performance despite getting fourth um so i am interested to see if they're able to bounce back from that i mean they're one of the teams that has just made no changes they have the same five guys they have been playing with the same team for I don't know how many months now, like five, six months or something. Yeah. So I'm interested time. to see if they can keep it up. And I'm also interested because GMD's breach was really damn good and breach is very relevant now. Yep. So interested to see how uh, he's actually able to uh, perform there. But yeah, yeah I think yeah, Genji yeah. and Cloud9 are definitely the favorites. Can we actually bring up the teams again, Kurt? 
Yeah, Rise is in there as well. Uh, Rise has uh, Spirit, who's like a former uh, Overwatch player. Oh, and Rise, then, uh, Rise yeah. Nations is competing. Yeah, and yes. then also they were they're coached by uh, the Bears, which uh, I think he was at ESL when I was there doing Counter Strike stuff. But yeah. he's an old school Counter Strike coach. Uh, I think uh, goes back to Team Three D, Evil Geniuses, Complexity, like the like a. Uh, yeah. Way, way am, back, yes. This tournament, though, is going to be so sick to watch just on the basis that I've already watched some tournaments with the op changes, and whenever teams default to the operator now, you can tell they struggle. Like, they are hurting in terms of the timing. Like, trying to, get a, trying to get a grasp of the new changes and the way to play the operator now, it's, it's night and day. So I'm, I'm really going to be looking forward to this tournament. Now that it's been a couple of weeks, these teams will have been scrimming. What are they going to be coming up with? Because we still don't have one team. Uh, well, it looks like supposed to be NRG. NRG. Probably. NRG? Oh, okay. Uh, evidently, uh, in one of uh, NRG, were doing that interview series with their new players, and they had ACU, I think, interviewing some. And in yeah. that interview, mm -hmm. they said that their first showing would be the Renegades tournament. And the, uh, but regardless, I think Renegades should be announcing the last team today because they set, announced yeah. Genji yesterday. Right. Um, so that'll also be incredibly interesting to see how they're able to perform. Yeah. But yeah, this tournament is, uh, at the very least, going to certainly establish who the top 10 in NA are. Because you pretty much have all the teams outside of like the top 7 or so, like 7 to 12. So uh, who's at the top of, I guess, like, if you want to consider it the tier 2, being yeah, like yeah. the teams below, I guess, 8th place, like T1, if you put them there. It's a nice um, little... Uh, it's a little a little taster palette, you know, before yeah. the first strike event. And there's some really talented players on some of these teams. Yeah. Uh, like, obviously, everybody knows, love Sean12590. <laughs> he's on Moon Raccoon. Yes! Uh, yeah. The Omen on Beast Coast B-Dog. He's really good. Um, love you, Sean. Certainly an opportunity for some of these players to uh, kind of get their name out there as well on these mm -hmm. Tier 2 themes. Probably viewership will probably be quite good for it as well. Oh yeah, dude, pe people I think are people hungry. Are yeah, people need it. They need sustenance. Yeah. <laughs> but, any uh, any hot takes coming out of this in terms of a team that might be performing better than you guys expect? No, I just kind of agree with Wyatt about Genji. Honestly, I feel like they got kind of screwed over in Pop Flash because um, TSM lost that initial matchup to Dignitas, who surprised with like Shanks. Um, yeah. And then they had to play. They actually played Cloud9 first, and I think they lost in a B3, and then they lost to TSM. So I, I, I feel like Genji got kind of screwed over in that tournament, and I think they're actually better than people give them respect for. So yeah, for um, sure. I got to side with Wyatt here. For sure. Yeah, in that tournament, yeah, like they played Cloud9, who had just switched all their shit up, mm -hmm. and they were on fire at the beginning. Yeah. And then they played TSM, who has been, just been the bane of their tournament runs. They have yet yeah. to beat TSM in a BO3. So they just ran into their hard counter team, that got knocked into the lower bracket. <laughs> so it's... And wasn't that the Cloud9 series where we were like watching C9 and we were like, oh my God, Shinobi is fragging. Vice, <laughs> or think... the, uh, Vice on the Cypher is just unbelievable. Yeah, but... and it's just, yeah. everything yeah, was, that was clicking the Vice for Cloud9 Cypher as well. Yeah. Joe tweet Shinobi yeah. Fest game. Yeah. I actually think Immortals might actually do pretty well. That maybe yeah. I don't know if that's like a, a, I don't know if that's a, a hot take, take but I, I actually I think, think it might do pretty. Well. I think I'm, I, I would be surprised if Immortals just surprise people right away. Yeah, I mean, I I want it to happen. I'm a, you know I I like the Immortals. Uh, the guys that are involved in the Immortal structure, um, but we should be considering Immortals with this many fresh players coming into the structure. We should be considering them to not be like making it in the top 
four, I think. Right. You know what I mean? There's less like, pressure on them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there, there shouldn't be as much pressure on it. Maybe not in my minds, but I think they're going to make. Maybe this is a hot take, but I think they're going to make top four, actually. Really? No, yeah, I think so, no, too. I, don't think that is, that I mean, there's a lot of teams in here. There are, like... there are definitely some good teams, but I think they could make top four. Yeah, I think they'll make top four. Who's got the most expectations on them outside of cloud uh, nine. probably Cloud9? I was going to say outside of Cloud9. Most nine. expectations? Oh. Outside of like, Cloud9, like FaZe, You would expect probably. like FaZe to just kind of roll some of these teams, right? With no, I no, mean, no, 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 I mean, no, 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 no. That's what people like to really. believe, right? I'm concerned. Right, that's, well, that's I'm what I'm concerned saying, about yeah. FaZe. It's yeah. like, I, I, you know, I love those guys too because obviously a lot of history in Overwatch, etc. But like, I'm concerned because I feel like they have to perform this tournament. Like, they have to show up. And so I'm concerned on their behalf. I mean, they I should really be hope a bunch of tier up. two teams, right? And they've kind of... But well, they, they, they were playing like a fucking tier three team. Right, they kind of are. But... But like why I was saying earlier though, when you strap the face clan name to to it, like there's a different level of like like phase clan doesn't pick up tier two teams in esports, right? Like yeah. it's just not especially a, not a game this big this right now, right? Big right now, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're already so, doing their own tournaments and shit. Like like you know. Yeah. I, yeah, I actually agree. I think FaZe probably do have outsized expectations from like a certain group of people. I think like the the Valorant competitive enthusiasts have no real expectations like yeah. i could easily see them phase could lo absolutely lose to any team in this tournament mm -hmm. no doubt yep. um but i actually think they could beat well most teams i don't think they'll be able to be i don't think they'll be able to be cloud way. nine or gen g but they, they could lose to a team like anbox they could beat yeah. a team on a on a whim like a cloud nine interesting all right I think this is a good place to leave it, honestly. A nice little preview. When is that tournament taking place? October 17th. This weekend, right? Yeah. Three Seven days. would be two days by the time you guys are watching this, actually. So yeah. there you go. you got that to look forward to. Oh. Nice little thing over the weekend. Nice little, nice little thing you already know. Uh, wrap it up. Wire, what's your clutch player of the week? What? Oh, my clutch player of the week. Is this, is this asked, a segment oh, that we shit. decided on that nobody mentioned? No, that people in the comments wanted to Wyatt? see why it's clutch my player of the week. Clutch player of the week. Hold on, give me like well, clutch play, clutch player. I mean, it could be whatever to, you want. Like you should ask something clutch before the show, right? Yeah, I, I, no, no, no. I put Wyatt on no, the spot. I like it. I like, no, no, no. I'm fine with it being on the spot. Clutch player of the week. This isn't a segment. Bring up the brand stream. The brand stream. Bring it up. Bring up the brand clips. Let's go. It was, many it was Mr. X in the pugs yesterday, just turning <laughs> yeah. up on the Killjoy. Yeah, who would have thought, dude, a, a pug would turn into me versus uh, Sideshow in a Killjoy off. <laughs> I was I was half expecting Kurt to just end the show when I said, what's, why, what's your clutch no, player no, of the no, week? Kurt, and no, you Kurt went, actually what? probably thought there was another segment. <laughs> well, if, okay, I'll, I'll either did... give it to Matt's Killjoy. Sir, uh, oh, <laughs> <laughs> this is me playing Fallout 2. Yeah, Bren, Bren really was showing up in Fallout 2. Yeah, he's really taking the game to the next level. Heights yeah. you've okay, never why, seen Okay, why are before. you playing this, Bren? Um, I'm because I really like Fallout <laughs> as like a franchise, and Bethesda had fucking they've just killed the franchise. So I decided to go back and play all the old games because it was they're just good role playing games, dude. Oh, okay. There it is. Yeah, I don't get I don't get put off by the. Uh, but uh you know uh, the, the, mad the respect. we yeah, didn't talk the, about it with the battle pass and stuff in the season did you see that it's 90 days instead of uh what oh, was really? it the last time 70 so it like ends this one in january end, 2021 right this one will end january 12th interesting yeah. 21 
pretty sick. Uh, I mean, so, I don't really know what that signifies, other than well, well, no. The this is the uh, this is the last act of the first episode, right? So yeah. like, uh, then episode two starts, which should have been a map, but I think we already got the map for that. Do we get so a I new agent? Get another, or map? is the agent only in Act Three? No agents. So agents come. So the episodes are the big things that have the three <laughs> acts inside of them. Yeah. Uh, Kirk can play my, hey Matt, my this Illuminati topic was an hour and a half again. ago. <laughs> yeah, why, know, why are you bringing this up now when up. we talked about this at the start of the show? Because oh, I, I forgot. Oh my, well, I mean... What? Do whatever. It was useful we, information. We, we, no, fuck. Just do the show. Let's just loop the show. And Let's just do the show again. Just run it <laughs> back. Just just over. Just just what do you think about Icebox? Intro I had a good time. Thank you for watching. Verticality. Thank you for Icebox. Thank you for watching. Plunch up our episode 14. We'll see you next week. We're actually going to be moving the show to... Did you end it? No. Okay. I we're going to move the show to Monday. We're going to move the show to Mondays. Actually, is it going to be posted on Mondays? It is. Yeah, we're going to be recorded Monday morning. We're going to wake up bright and early, and then we're going to post it post right Post it on Mondays from now on. Yeah. yeah so you're going to be getting it sooner. More First Strike content coming up as well. I just wrote up my script. I'm selling it to Netflix for my First Strike team preview. You got that to look forward to. We've got loads of content coming out every week. We'll see you soon. Make sure you like and subscribe if you enjoyed the show. Goodbye, Timothy.